0: Love Talks Radio. Lardy, Miss Lardy.
1: Lardy, Miss Lardy. Lardy, Miss Lardy.
0: Welcome to the Lardy, Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show for Tuesday, November the 18th. I'm your host, Miss Lardy, Miss Clardy, and your co host for today is Brother Blondie, coming to you live from Columbus, Ohio, as we will do every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We have a great show for you this evening, and joining us. Young Gibson Michaels, who will be taking your calls and questions, so be sure to leave your comments on my profile or email us at at wclarityatfamiliesandvictimsoffraud.com. We will be talking with Yolanda about the mortgage crisis and the regulation of financial institutions and how to prevent you from becoming victims to predators lending services and fraud. Well, hello, everybody. This is Lottie Miss Clarty coming back at you. And with me is my co host, Brother Blondie. Say
1: something, Brother Blondie. Well, you know, Lottie Miss Clarty. Coming out of the Columbus Dispatch, the Columbus Metropolitan Housing Authority did not urge mercy. Donald Green is facing up to 40 years in prison for his role in a $30 million housing scam. Mm. A letter from the CMHA the agency that administers a federally funded housing program for the poor, disqualified Green as a landlord five years ago because of the condition of his uh, rental properties. And Bob Goins, the inspection supervisor, is asking the judge to give this man leniency (laughs) because he praises Green as a landlord and a person. And Thomas Dobies. The Section 8 program director says he was unaware that Goings sent a letter. Though he stated that Mr. Goings' viewpoint does not represent the views of the CMHA. He also said Goings used very poor judgment. And according to the Greens' attorney, Samuel B. Weiner, attached to the letters to a sentencing memo, an 11-page bio mm, of,
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> of Green that emphasizes his warm and generous relationship, with his family and friends and his lack of prior convictions and his general decency, saying he was a hell of a businessman, a hell of a hard worker forever, said Weiner. <laughs>
0: wow, forever. Yeah, and as,
1: okay. and as for the letter from Goins, according to Weiner, uh, uh, Green asked Goins if he can write him a letter, and Goins said sure. But at the end, Green pled guilty in April of 2008. Green pled guilty to charges of bank fraud, tax evasion, and conspiracy. In exchange for his guilty plea, the prosecutors dropped 27 other charges. Now
0: you know that that is way off the Richter
1: scale, right there. Well, you know, Judge uh, Ajnan Marbley is the presiding judge in this case. You know, personally, I feel Greeny spent every single day of them 40 years and. <laughs> Uh, prison, but we, we we all know how the judicial system uh, feels. Since since the director of Section Eight wants to ask his manly, you know, see, I uh, guess you you know the judge gonna uh you know give give Mister Green uh, just that. But you know we keeping an eye on you okay. and, and, and and you know this yeah CMHA because you know. We're we talking about the mortgage crisis, and uh, 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 trust me, this this going to play a part. You you already took away uh, uh, most of our housing projects uh, from us, but yet uh, uh, you're you going to listen to a Section 8 guy and ask for leniency? I do not think so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, let's talk about it then, see, because in the news coming from the column post, In Columbus, Ohio, I found an interesting article by reporter Zaire and his opinions about how black men are dying and nobody cares. As of October 28, approximately every five days a black man is murdered in Columbus while a white man was killed every 21 and a half days. A total of 64 black people have been murdered. An overwhelming leader is the black man, and he says, it seems that people either don't care or feel powerless to solve it. Hmm. The reporter that wrote this article is outraged because he feels as though that this is accepted as a reality. He says it irks him how a black man is killed every five days and often goes unnoticed, but when a white woman goes missing, it is the lead story on the TV news. So get this, the reporter is not saying that missing white women aren't important, but what he is saying is that the disparity of importance that media forces society to put on the value of lives is sickening. I couldn't agree with them more, you know, I couldn't agree with them any more than that because um, I can tie that right into the mortgage crisis on the things that you just talked about, Brother Blondie, and um, how it affects more black families than any other minority race, even though there are other races that are in, uh, that are affected by mortgage crisis, killings, and what so. Uh, but based on the fact that the TV media has shown some favoritism towards other races to help expose injustice more than the blacks, you know, uh, to me, the blacks that are ha- the, the blacks have the same type of injustice, you know. But it's done a little worse, it seems, because they have not enough money to fight with, or if they do have the money, injustice is so strong against them that it finds a way to shut them up and shut them down by stripping them of their confidence, families, and everything they own just to silence them. uh, I believe the TV media is paid to ignore the hurts that the black communities are facing. I'm not talking about the kind of news they report from the black communities, like when a black person is shot to death on the Near East Side and also news on what is happening Uh, What else is happening to them, like the mortgage crisis and and expose our broken judicial system that is denying people access to justice? I feel this is the reason why it looks as though like no one cares, when in reality, the blacks feel they have no power to do anything about what is happening to them in the grassroots communities. They feel as though uh, they have no way to be heard because the TV media is out of their reach. I thought that... Was there for the people? I guess not. So that concludes really, you know, on the issues of what it is that I want to talk about. And if there's anybody out there that have any that have any type of uh, communication about this or wanna call in, you can do so right at this time. Um we're taking calls. Otherwise, I am going to introduce um another uh well Better yet, why don't we just take a break right now and let that savor for a little bit, and perhaps, you know, there's someone out there that will uh, give a call and give some comments about some things. So we will be right back. What do you think,
1: Brother Blondie? Oh, yes, Uh, we'll definitely be right back after these messages, and we'll talk more about the mortgage crisis right here on Blog Talk Radio, the Lonnie Miss Blondie Show. (laughs) I'm <laughs> Uh, Welcome back to the Lordy Miss Claudie show Alright You are uh, listening to the one and only Brother Blond Hosting along with Lordy Miss Claudie And uh, you know some uh, Lordy Miss Claudie I'm very interested in that story that you mentioned in terms of the uh, media and with, uh, you, you know, how, how they get lack of uh, interest of black victims. And to give you a perfect example of that, uh, uh, every night on uh, CNN's Nancy Grace, you know, she always, you, you know, there are millions and millions of young black girls missing every single day but when you watch uh Nancy Grace oh, yeah. <laughs> on on uh on CNN uh headline, she only talks about one missing girl mm. that Kaylee Anthony that 3 year old that's been missing since June right. but you know we don't we don't hear uh none of the young uh black girls that be missing and believe me there be plenty of them uh oh, yeah. uh missing oh yeah you you, you know if... You, you know, that, you know, plays a part, you know, it proves what you was uh, saying and what the column post is saying about how the uh, media don't care about uh, black victims because right. a woman as powerful as Nancy Grace, a, right. a uh, former prosecutor, uh, you would think she wouldn't be, you know, so damn focused on Kaylee all, uh, all the time. And, <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's, that's good. That's good. I, I, I mean, that's no disrespect to a – uh, Kaylee, because you know, I hope all you you know, uh young missing girls uh be found. But you know, at at, at least you you know, post for something and, and when you do uh say someone tragic happened in black and you want justice for that black person, don't wait for Jennifer Hudson. Hey,
0: now that sounds like a great big issue right there. Jennifer Hudson, you know, they have talked a lot about her. And, you know, I think that uh uh I think it's a good thing that uh, we have people like you and me to uh, expose some of the that's going on around the states or the United States when we say, but I want to um introduce a a guest on the show. Her name is Yolanda Gibson Michaels. She was caught in a web of bureaucracy. Uh, When she entered on duty with the United States federal government on August 2, 1981, in September 1989, you merged with the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, which is the FDIC from Federal Home Loan Bank Board and Yolanda was highly respected among her colleagues and friends. Yolanda began her journey from an outstanding career in the U.S. civil service to being caught in a web of bureaucracy of fraud, deception, impropriety, and corruption, here and after the Federal Deposit Insurance Company, or corporation, uh, a journey that begun with exposure, whistleblowing, (laughs) and of the FDIC's receivership bank, uh, the receivership, bank, inside trading, money laundering, and signatory to the infamous Kenny Lay, quote-unquote, Enron. And today we're going to see if Miss Yolanda Gibson-Michaels is on the air, on the air.
2: Yes, I'm here, Wendy. Hi, how are you?
0: Hi, how are you doing? Um, okay. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Miss Miss Yolanda, I want to ask yes. a question. Um. You know, uh, I did a little bit of research to find out, you know, a little bit more about uh, the issues that uh, that we're going to talk about this evening. And uh, I guess what I want to, you want, you wanted to talk about the, the regulations of the financial institutions, is that correct? That's correct. Okay, well, why don't you tell us something about that?
2: Well, what's happening is the um the Federal Deposit Um Insurance Corporation they're not being regulated. And um I was an employee there for twenty five years and while I was working there I discovered that um some of the um CEOs and also the supervisors had engaged into what's called receivership fraud. When the FDIC okay. takes over banks takes over banks and they're supposed to, um, as employees purchase um property or um engage in any type of impropriety or um regarding the purchase of property or, or mergers of banks, and that's the fraud I exposed yes. to FDIC. And I'm responsible for the former chairman, Donald E. Powell, mm-hmm. removal of FDIC. Yes. Uh, are you familiar with Wachovia Bank?
0: Um, Actually, I have heard about them, but no, not um actually uh, uh, familiar with it. Explain some
2: of that. I, I would like to know. Okay, what's happening was um, TJ's and Wells Fargo merger to Wachovia and the former chairman Donald E. Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L, um, while he was the chairman of the FDIC, he signed off as a bank officer to Wachovia Bank, and that's um, conflict uh-huh. of interest, and it's also definitely fraud. And what I did was, um, right. when I became a federal whistleblower, what I did was um, at the Securities Exchange Commission. I don't know if you're familiar with the SEC, Securities Exchange Commission.
0: Yes, yes. What
2: happened? What happened was I reported the fraud to the Securities Exchange Commission. And on their website, it's located um, at Sam, E.S. and Edwards, and Cat. If you go to their um, mm-hmm. website, the financial filings are free to the um, general public. And while okay. I was there um, exposing the fraud at FDIC, I had typed in my supervisor's name, and it came up that he was a SunTrust Bank vice president, which is incorrect because right. he also was a legal division attorney. So what I did was start well, following gonna... the money and putting the pieces together. Well, go ahead.
0: Oh, okay, I wanted. Okay, now I have read uh, online a few few of the articles that were written about you, and one came from Rins.com where you were related to a like, Kenneth W. Ford as your second That's cousin, yeah. and, and that the government was harassing Mr. Ford. And can you tell us about what happened? What made you blow the whistle on Donald Powell? You know, or what kinds of conflict of interest or involving a fraud uh, that was targeting your cousin, Mr. Uh, Ford, if you, can, if you can expose
2: that? And what happened was, um, regarding the fraud, um, as a whistleblower, you know, it's according to the law, you're supposed to expose the fraud. You see any type of impropriety or persons engaged into conflict of interest, you're supposed to report it, and you're not supposed to be retaliated. And at that time, my um, right. cousin he was working for the NSA, the National um, Security Agency, and, um, of course, you have to go through what's called fulfilled um, background checks. So they were aware that they had a cousin that was there. And what happened with um, Mr. Ford was he had left work that day. He had um, gone to another job, and he was um, – yes. I guess what they did was engage him in some type of, um, I guess, sting operation because they they alleged that he had taken home documents that were um, belonged to the NSA, but that was incorrect. So um, but the, um, oh. the government was aware that he was my cousin, so – to me he was framed up because of what i had exposed you know leading to um yeah. the agencies um they're playing the pyramids it's called pyramids or ponzi schemes that's what the fdic is engaging to you know okay. leading to um, um corruption right
0: okay well um I, I see that george w bush was an ally and friend to chairman powell is that our president
2: yes it is and also they're part of it um fraud. This is been on for like 100 years. I don't know if you've um, ever heard of a book entitled Confessions of an Economic Hitman written by John Perkins. Yes. Have uh, you ever heard that book before? That's a true story because that was formally yes, I, I have, per- I per- have, per I have heard of it,
0: but I am, okay. I am going to read it.
2: Yeah, but it's definitely a true story. That was formerly Perkins and Coey, C-O-I-E law firm at the FDIC. And what's happening is the FDIC um, supervisors and CEO- CEOs that I exposed, they're playing a pyramid And the way they're playing the pyramid is through the Securities Exchange Commission. Like I said, if you go to the website, financial filing is supposed Mm -hmm. to be registered, not unregistered. So that's how the money is flowing. So what I did was, um, since I was working at FDIC, I was over charge of um, two program areas there, outside counsel and the Legal Support Services Program. So I know who all the players are, the attorneys, you know, the the lobbyists. And for the most part, it's the um, law firms in addition to the CEOs, the FDIC, that's playing this pyramid, just like – a former all deputy right, there. Right, Frederick, right. Frederick Selby was a signatory, and I say signatory, the bank officer to Kenneth Lay.
0: Yes. Um,
2: and it's a, so, i exposed countrywide to, and Indy Bank as well.
0: Countrywide? You know yes, there's a lot going on about countrywide.
2: Yes, definitely. I exposed there's a lot that going for on about deputy. it. It's all about yes. the little pyramid. Um,
0: Okay. The and, oh, they're part of the pyramid. What about City, a Mo- uh, city, city, city group, and all of them? They're part of that pyramid too.
2: Yes. What's happening is it involves the banks. The FDIC is supposed to oversee banks, not own banks. Um, they have. Um, right. That's why I want Congress. I lobby Congress to regulate the regulators. You know, there shouldn't be a, a banking crisis because FDIC is um charged with the regulation of banks. They're charged with um, making sure banks are in compliance. They're charged with um the auditing of banks. So this fraud or this right. financial crisis that, that's supposed to be happening in the United States was created by FDIC officials that I reported. And also the, the documentation is located within my book that I have written entitled Court in the Web Bureaucracy. So there's a okay. book out there that your listeners can go to. I have the evidence that was uploaded into my book. It's located at www.lulu.com. Www.lulu, the evidence of 539 pages of FDIC's fraud is there for anyone to see. It's been documented, and also um, it's at the Library of Congress in my name, copywritten in my name.
0: Well, I, Okay, thank you. Um, I, I want to ask an, another question. Uh, were you That's ever it. a victim in the in the fraud scam
2: yourself? No, but I was um, not a victim of the fraud because I was an employee of the FDIC, but I was a part of the framed up. Oh. I was framed up of my position, so I'm a victim of fraud because I exposed the fraud. Okay, I was now I off my understand position. that. Yes, I'm a victim right. of fraud, so, so I have I'm standing to file a a case regarding whistleblower retaliation, which is illegal. Right, retaliation um, against the whistleblower.
0: Um, I was looking at the uh, the U.S. News uh, uh, the World report on the home front about Sheila Bair and why Sheila Bair is showing up. Hank Paulson, uh, however. Uh, I wanted to ask the question, do you think that, you know, Sheila, uh, Chairman Sheila Berry is a part of a fraud, too, that's going on?
2: Yes, because she's aware of it. I've been reporting on the FDIC's fraud since the year 2005. So what's happening is um, Chairman Berry is trying to uh, what's called faith, um, faith saving. She's aware of the fraud, but it yeah. appears that she's trying to correct the problem. But she's aware of the bureaucracy that I reported because I provide evidence to the FDIC. To John Bavinsy, who I reported, John Bavinsy is a part of the um, Indy Bank fraud. He's also in my book, John yes. F. Bavinsy, and also um, I reported to yes, yes. Bank Hamilton.
0: You know that's interesting because definitely they were well. She well they're saying that she's showing up Hank Paulson, but is that uh, you know she's hiding behind Hank Paulson? Is that what she's doing? They're all doing? connected.
2: She she's connected to Hank Paulson and also Bonnie Bonnie Frank is a part of the fraud. You ever heard Directv? I exposed that fraud with yes. yes. Chairman Bonnie Frank, Congressman Bonnie Frank. There's a lot of Congress and senators involved. Yes. yes, Bonnie Frank, Sheila Bear, you know, um, Henry Paulson. If, if your listeners would go to the Securities and Change Commission, the website, the financial okay. filings are online. You have to know who the players are. Tell your listeners to type in yes. Donald E. Powell, or they could type in um, George W. Bush. They could type in Richard Cheney. They could type in um, Lisa Rice. Conor Lisa Rice is a um, shareholder of Chevron Oil. So this is all dealing with money, fraud, and corruption. And um, the book I was Uh, informing you of, um, Confessions of Economic Hitman, if you get that book um, by John Perkins, he's telling you the same thing I'm telling you. You have to know who the players Uh, are. Once you go there, you'll see that the the financial filings that are unregistered, they're supposed to be registered. The Securities Exchange Commission does not do anything regarding um, regulation or enforcement.
0: Well, then that explains why you were so against uh the the wa- wall street bailout, you know exactly. that uh, that that's really, that is explains it um definitely i had did uh, uh some homework in looking into mo- uh, what is it mother of mother blog and yes. um and black news and yes. uh that's where I had found um some more of your arguments at and it just blows me away that you no know, that that this scam is from the top up, and how it has a, you know, the black African Americans uh, in in grassroots communities that uh, they have been they have been pitched a lie, and um, that you allowing you know this this corruption to pass through. I don't. But get it's it. called,
2: it's called racial cleansing, it affects not only the African-American community, but for the most part, it's affecting the, um, the poor and the middle class. So what they're doing is yeah. balancing, the budget, balancing the budget on the poor people's back. You ever heard of that um, cliche before, you know, let them eat crumbs? Yes, are have. We're, we're being used as commodities. You know, you have the, um, the Federal Reserves that are fake um, from the beginning because everyone knows that the Federal Reserves, they're not federal, then they're supposed to make money. So they're making money and charging interest on money they're creating out of thin air. The real money is a Treasury note you know, that was created by the Constitution, and also you have the um, the housing fraud and also the mortgage fraud. Yeah. I mean, if you think if you think about it, everyone's arm, when they receive their loans, they not fluctuate at the same time. This is something that was done on purpose. You know, to create I believe a, um, it. Foreclosure. I truly believe it. You know, yes, the government can, is aware of that. it. So this day runs oh, deep. God. That's what I was saying. It's connected to the building birds, the Rothschilds. I mean, the fraud that I exposed, this is fraud that's been going on for 100 years, but you have, you have to know who the players are. So this is not anything that's um, like an isolated incident. And um, when you're dealing with the mortgage problem. for the most part, the lenders don't have um, licenses. They're changing people's information. So I've, I've dealt with persons in which the information was changed or sold by the Small Business Administration or Fannie Mae or, yes. or Freddie Mac. They'll sell your loans. Yes. And then if you try to file bankruptcy, you've got the courts that's involved in the fraud. No, the the judiciary the, the yes. system and the, and the judges you know so this is the thing that that happen it's all connected
0: so we're, so so we're not far from the truth. I can see that clearly, Yolanda. I can see it clearly. so what is your view on how we can solve something like this
2: to exposure regulation is is, uh, is to uh, regulate the regulators. If you think about it, I also expose um Senator John McCain and his Ashwoods, um filings his name is also a part of the fraud. So, so they need to regulate the regulators. They need to um, enforce uh, indictments. They know these people are engaging into this fraud, and they allow it to happen. The um, corporations, they just allow them to, to um, They penalize them, make them pay restitution. But guess what? When you pay the restitution, the money goes back to the Treasury Department, and then it's allocated back to the same finan- financial institutions that, that engage into the fraud. So what we need to do is, um, like I said, regulate and also indictments and investigations and auditing of these financial files because the SEC, which is the Securities Exchange Commission, they're aware of the fraud. You know, the Justice Department is aware, but they're allowing it to happen. You know, which is creating you know more um, havoc on our um, on our economy. So they're playing this pyramid. Yes. So John Paulson, they're they're aware of the fraud, and what they're doing is they got money's going mm. offshore to offshore accounts and shell companies. And this is so a why part do of the you behavior. think
0: that? You know, I'm perplexed at why is the TV media not exposing things as it should be where the people can uh, see what's going on? I mean, where that they can. It's all
2: connected. I mean, it's almost all like connected. they got
0: a blanket of, they're all connected.
2: Because what's so, happening so, is so like the Fox, Fox News is, is Republican-owned. You have infrastructures within infrastructures. You have an FBI within the FBI and Justice Department within the Justice Department. So if you connect the dots like I did, you, you'll find out how Target was created, how the jam was created, how some of the media um, institutions right. was created. So they're playing this global pyramid. You have a person that's called, like, the global um, regulator, you know, and once a person gets caught or they drop the ball, then it goes on to another person. They, they're known as the company or the bank, the company. you see anything called the company, is fake. Yeah, fictitious companies that come out of Florida.
0: I understand. I understand. Um, I have – with me today, his name is Brother Blondie, and he's got a couple of questions that he might want to ask too. Is it okay?
2: That's
1: fine. Uh, uh, y- 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 Yolanda, this is uh Brother Blondie, and uh, uh, I wanted to ask you, you, you know, very important uh question. Now, you, you know, yes, you can whistle blow and mention all the big name politicians, and you, you, you know, the media, this and you, you you know Bush this, McCain that, and Co- Condoleezza this. But what is Yolanda Gibson Michaels doing to convince other African American homeowners or homeowners in general, so you know, to prevent themselves from being a victim of this type of fraudulent activity that's going well, on with the politicians in which most of our Americans, has has voted for and, and want answers as to what's going on.
2: I guess what I've done is um, expose the fraud. I mean, when I became a victim of this fraud, what I did was immediately um, uh, wrote letters to my Congress, to the Senate, um, put the evidence on disk. And um, what I've done is, I mean, if you read a lot of my articles, I have made people aware. Um, this is how I met uh, Wendy and other whistleblowers. A lot of people are not even realizing when they um, come victim to this mortgage fraud that it's a scam. So I provide a lot of evidence. I work with different um, persons, this guy named David Kissy. He was facing jail time until I provided him with evidence that the company was fraudulent. You know, so All what I'm right. doing is making people aware. I'm providing I mean, them with evidence. I, I provide a lot of discovery to individuals that didn't even know they were a part of a scam.
0: My God. My God. You know,
2: so yeah, and I'm doing this on my own, you know, on my own time
0: yeah um, and which 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 I definitely commend you, and you know, as part as, of being a victim myself of this same issue um i this is why I do what I do to get it out there to inform and to make the the public aware, or even the organization that I set up called families and victims of because um I felt as though that people needed to stand up. Speak up and speak out, of, uh, out against it. And, and know and your come rights. And know your
2: rights. And also, I suggest that everyone be familiar with the law and know your rights. I'm a, I'm a certified pro legal, but the fact is, I do a lot of research. And to me, once you know the, your rights and know how the system works, then you can better equip That's yourself right. to, fight, to fight back and also get your Congress and your Senate involved. For the most part, they'll do basic inquiries, but at least they'll be aware yes. of it. I said, because we're better in, in numbers. And when you find out what's happening, just like with David Kissy's case, he got a small business loan um, from the Small Business Administration from the money store. That's fraudulent. He gets he got his loan from the money store. He pay he paid his money to the money store. Then they go bankrupt and then they sell his loans and other people's loans to another um to a, I guess to another lender and then what the lender does is they don't accept the person's money for their mortgages then they file in court to try to for enforcement. So that's why a lot of people lose their properties through the courts because the judges are all for the most part engaged in something that's called asset back um securities. I think I might have mentioned that to you before yeah. that it's called asset backed yeah. securities in which they're investors. Yeah. They're investors. And I think I provide you with a lot of evidence regarding what had happened to you. Yeah. You know so right. for the most part people don't get their due rights, they're being denied due rights. Um, for the most part if you file for bankruptcy you have two years, you know, to reorganize your business on the on the chapter eleven or chapter twelve. Then you yeah. have attorneys that's in cahoots. so for the most part you don't know who you work with. So what I do is Securities Exchange Commission is an excellent tool, you know, um, to find out who's engaging into, into this fraud. Just type in a person's name that you feel as though is engaging just some like type fraud, a lender or a broker, and if their name comes up and the financial filings are unregistered, they're, they're part of the pyramid.
0: My, my. You know what? This is excellent information. I mean, excellent. This explains why they're going from one, from one issue to the next. Uh, I don't want to get off the subject, but... You know about the auto industry, boy. They just they just going from one from one piece of money to the next. Because so it's what they doing really is they're, they're, they're
2: moving. In the, fact, exactly. they're moving the money around. Exposed the controller's office. Julie Williams, the um chairperson for the controller's office, she's an investor in Indy Bank and also in countrywide fraud. Then you have mm-hmm. Chairman Donnelly Powell. He's investing in Wells Fargo and Wachovia, and also he's the chairman for New Bank in. U-B-A-N-K, New Bank Investment Center. I call it the New Jack City. For the most part, you go there, you <laughs> see it all... You know, it, 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 they have all the money going back and forth, so it's a pyramid that mm-hmm. I exposed, a pyramid that um, other whistleblowers exposed to FDIC, and a pyramid that um, the guy named John Perkins, I was speaking about, Confessions of Economic Hitman. Remember John Perkins? But they're doing, yes. what, what I'm telling you, is he exposed this fr- the same fraud, so they're playing the pyramid, but you have to know who the players are. Once you identify oh, my, my. the source... Identify the source, identify what happened to you, then you can proceed with your case or claim against these persons, because they're all in cahoots.
0: Well, can I ask a question, and then Brother Blondie wants to ask you another question. Okay. Um, uh Being that oh, going on, is there any, do you know any, any persons that we can trust in the Congress that we can write to other than, you know, I'm even looking at when I went to Congress, uh, in April and spoke with uh uh Congressman Elijah Cummings with yes. uh, four others that were involved with you know as we was going to expose what was happening in our different states and mm-hmm. um um and then we went to go to the judicial uh oversight Committee, which is dealing with uh Miss Lillian German. Uh, to talk about the due process issues that we were having with our judicial systems. And then uh, from there, um, we tried to lobby at other uh, 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 senates to to talk about the issue. When I uh, raised a point about what was happening here in Ohio, uh, there was a gentleman that was um, – there was a gentleman that is the investigator for Senator or Congressman mm-hmm. uh, which is the senator for Ohio. And I was telling him about all the – what was going on, and I have my documentation to prove it to show that HUD mm-hmm. was involved in on it, not here mm-hmm. in Ohio, but how they took my home using the HUD in Cincinnati, Ohio.
1: And, and how
0: they were involved in on it and secretly how they uh, incorporated HUD in on a case without being a party to the proceeding and um and he looked at me as though to say you got to be kidding that you know know what's going on like this um you know okay we hear what you're saying but we're going to overlook you anyway, in other words, uh, but pretend as though that they're going to do this investigation, and no one has uh, returned anything back since then. Um, so is there anybody that we can trust to go to, to write to, to get it out there?
2: Well, the main thing you're doing is the right thing as far as getting the exposure and, and I guess, speaking to your um, elected officials. I that for the most part, they don't want to step on um, anyone's toes, so my goal is to um, keep the information out there, um, like talk shows like yourself. Hopefully someone on the media can pick up on it, and also um, a petition. You can petition um, Congress to act on. It's a statute out there where you can petition a person to do their job. So for the most part, we're okay. doing the right things, I said, but we need someone to, um, to, be, to come forth. And also when you file stuff in court, you know, that would never get their attention. But um, the Senate, the Congress, the Judiciary Committee, um, even Bonnie Frank, he's overcharged of the financial services. He's aware of the fraud because I hand current evidence to Bonnie Frank and when I um, approached him three months ago, he said they were stonewalling, but he's a part of the fraud. Direct TV, type in Bonnie uh-huh. Frank at um, Security Change Commission, you see how Direct TV was um, created and, and they're falling as well. So everybody's getting a you little know, kickback. Is... Mm, mm,
0: mm, mm.
1: Here you go. Uh, uh, Brother Blondie has something to <laughs> You, you you know it's a damn shame what you uh uh you know this information that you're giving us. If you calling the new Jack City that George W. Bush must be Nino Brown. But having but having said all, all all that, uh uh Yolanda, my question for you is this. This coming January twentieth, Barack Obama will be our new president. And my question to you is what would you want our 44th electric, uh, elected president to do to help you solve these uh, problems where this country can, you, you, you know, be more safer, you know, from fraud? You know, make sure uh, people have, you, you know, are more comfortable in their homes in terms of when hardworking people are paying their mortgages on time time because you know that you you know people don't want to talk about that those people are being uh taken advantage of too now you wanted to uh first to explain you you know someone paying the pay lenders on time and stuff and they still uh being frauded but the bottom line put it all in a nutshell what would you expect for our new president to uh uh do to solve all these uh problems here with mortgage fraud and bank fraud and all that other type of stuff.
2: And receiving fraud. I guess enforcement. The president, um, as he stated, he needs more enforcement, more oversight, and also indictments of the um, federal regulations. I mean, for the most part, they know what's going on. I had written Barack Obama before he became president, and also encouraging him not to even think about appointing Sheila Baird for Treasury Department. I think she's on his short list. So I've definitely been um, sending letters to Barack Obama, to Rahm Emanuel, I had volunteered, you know, doing his um, campaign to ensure that this fraud is out there. I have the evidence on DISC, 539-page um, disclosure report on DISC. And it's also in my book. So they need more enforcement and also to regulate the regulators. The regulators are not doing their job. FDIC is a $3 trillion flush fund, and they know for a fact, you know, this this fraud came from the FDIC, you know, with their offshore banks. So, this, so they need to regulate, um, to expose, to audit like you said, line by line to audit these um, regulatory um, systems and also um, financial institutions that's creating this fraud. So you need more transparency and also accountability in the government, accountability, transparency, and also um, prosecutions and indictment and restitutions to the people. So they, they give these monies and give it back to the Treasury Department. Needs to go back to the homeowners that have been disenfranchised, I said because they know they're playing this pyramid. You have people's financial information being changed by these crooked, um, unlicensed lenders in Florida for the most part, that I had traced it and, and tracked. You yeah, have persons that paid off on their loans, and the, and the money's are, are being sent to them, so they can sit there and file something in court with their other little um cons- conspired against friends, and the judges are going along with it with their asset-backed securities. The judges, for the most part, have asset-backed securities in which they're investors. And you know, for the most part, once you get your house or anything taken from you, it's called what they call civil forfeiture. So you know, so they're taking your house, and also you, they get a percentage from the investments. So I guess to answer your question, it's just enforcement and transparency and awareness. Yeah,
0: that's it, that is exactly correct. That is correct. And, uh, DOJ, uh, make sure he
2: appoints uh, someone at uh, the Department of Justice that's going to do their job. Because I hand evidence to the FBI, to the Department of Justice, to the CIA, ever. Mm-hmm. Ever 80-page chronology of everything that happened to me since 2002. All the persons I've contacted, the numbers, the Senate, the Congress, the Judiciary Committee, to the point they know who I am. They have investigative committees over there. They, they receive evidence, you know, back-to-back, I said, But for the most part, they're trying to keep everything hush-hush because if you think about it, if you think that FDIC is fallen, then that would just ruin the whole economy, but it's already ruined.
1: Now, in, in your in your career as a, as a uh, whistleblower, you know, at some point, somebody had to offer you, you know, money or gifts or something to keep quiet or uh, keep keep it on the lid. Uh, how how often is, you, you know, were you approached with that during your uh,
2: Well, when I was first, well, first I was an information specialist before I became a whistleblower. I was a senior information specialist, you know, grossing over $72,000 per year. And what the agency did was when I exposed the fraud, it came um to me by um, a quick claim deed, I realized that attorneys were buying houses. You know, um so what I did when I exposed the fraud, I was given an ultimatum either to um, you know, to leave my job or be fired. So I was forced into a settlement agreement in year two thousand and five and paid money to leave, which is illegal. So what I did was um I filed I filed with the emergency protection board and won my first case based on evidence. And the agency proposed my removal again December 1905 and I'm um, effectuating my second removal March 31st, um, 06. And right now they're trying to negotiate a settlement because I have been um, told that I should have kept my mouth closed regarding bank fraud, receiving fraud, inside trade, and money laundering. So what I did was document all the persons and let them know um, if I'm missing, plane blown up, or I I'm planning on committing suicide or anything, I got all the names documented all over the place. So my goal is to expose them all over the and back because I'm determined that these um, 9 or 12 corrupt persons can be held accountable and even the IG is corrupt. John Reimer, he's a former banker, yes. and also he's he's an investor in Boatman shares with my supervisor Stephen Hannis, who's an investor in SunTrust Bank. SunTrust Bank vice president. So they work in so, the hoops with the banks.
0: This is this is so for for whistleblowers that want to come forth and to expose fraud. And victimization that's being done to them. Uh, what would you uh, uh, What would you tell them? What would you tell them? Because they I'm definitely tell them the would document have to be strong.
2: Yeah, this they is They can't do- be afraid either. Exactly. Let's just put God first because I'm a Christian. So I put God first, and also the document. As Long as you have documentation and evidence. Once you get that documentation and evidence, you expose it. And you put it out there. I said you um, just like I put together a 539 page um, document and also know your rights. You know, you should know that as a whistleblower, you can't be retaliated against. You should know that you can have claims against your agencies. You know, I mean, you go through the due process. Also, get your Congress, your Senate involved. You know, send them letters. That way you have a paper trail.
1: Keep a paper trail. Keep your
2: evidence. Yeah. I always keep a paper trail. Keep all my evidence and expose expose them for what they are. You know, they corrupt. You know, they know for a fact we shouldn't be laundering money back and forth, but this is Something that's been going on for, for years, like the Federal Reserve, they're fake. They're not federal, they're not reserves. Those are thir- 13 bankers that came from Europe and said, established the Federal Reserve and charge you money, I mean, charging you interest on money. They're making fake. It's fake money. And that's why John F. Kennedy was assassinated because he came up with a referendum to expose the, um, to, you know, to do away with the Federal Reserve. You now these are bankers. You know, the, the real money comes from the United States Constitution, the Treasury note. Remember the Treasury note?
0: Now, explain that. Do do a little bit of explaining about that because, no, there's a lot of people that don't know about that. And what about that constitution again?
2: Okay, uh, within the United States Constitution, the only way you can back up money is, is with silver and gold. So you cannot um, create or make money unless you have enough silver and gold to back it up. And the Federal Reserve, those are 13 bankers that came from Europe, you know, and they – they and yes. they got and we and they gave us a loan. They charged us interest on money they're making illegally. There's no such thing as a Federal Reserve note. So you're dealing with um corruption at the Federal Reserve, and John F. Kennedy tried to abolish the Federal Reserve. that's why he lost his life. If you look on the back of the money, that pyramid, that for seeing I yeah. You're dealing with the Illuminati, yes. the shadow government and the secret society. So they're a little caught. And what Bush is trying to do is create the new world order. You know, and get everybody exactly. to worship the beast. That's what that for CNI is about. That was created by a mystic, the devil.
1: I see. So that's why you I see understand. the American
2: money is going down. They're trying to get us in the euro system or, or um, under one currency. It's like George exactly um, Bush. Right. Just like George Bush, um, he's a part of the, the pyramid. Um, he and uh, some of Bin Laden's um, older brother, Salem Bin Laden, were best friends. Then Salem dies in a plane crash, and then Bush continues to invest in his his stocks of Brusso. Brusso means Spanish. So you have to know where the you know, money No
1: wonder after seven years, uh, you, you know, no wonder after seven years, Osama still ain't been caught. I
2: was wondering exactly.
1: what's up with that.
2: They're friends. <laughs> They're all friends. they you know, all friends. They know what's going them, on. They, what, end, yeah, they fought to together. They fought side by you side. Know, it. It's like um, you know with Saddam Hussein. We gave them those weapons of mass destruction, you know, um, the Contra, course, Iran. They gave it to you know. them.
0: Yes. 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 It's they were combining them with all of that. Yeah. Exactly.
2: It's all connected. Well,
0: well, uh, Miss Yolanda, it, um, is there any way that you know people can contact you or to ask further questions or comments? You know, they can um, send, me
2: e- at, um, send me an email. i send me an email because for the most part, I'm on my computer 24/7, and it's ygmichaels at yahoo.com. And also to get my book, if you get my book, what I did was upload all the evidence that I exposed against FDIC. It's located within yeah. my book entitled entitled Court in the Web of Bureaucracy. And right now it's online, but it's located at www.lulu.com. It's self-publishing. Got so if you get my book, you'll see Donald Powell's face in there. That's why he stepped down and was the coordinator for Katrina. If you think about it, Donald Powell had headed until 2008 to withdraw himself from the chairman, to be the chairman of FDIC. He stepped down after exposed okay. his fraud. Like I said, TJ's and Wells Fargo merged into Wachovia. Now you see that Wachovia is trying to buy Wells Fargo. You can't buy yourself. Well,
0: you know what? I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna thank you, um, Yolanda, for coming and sharing. You know, uh, something as important as this to, uh, first of all, to me, and then to all those that will be that are listening, and also this will be beneficial when I uh, uh, share this take with uh, my organization as we go share forward. You need to, knowledge.
2: You need it. Yes. Knowledge is power. Yeah. as long as you kept in the dark, yes. you won't be aware of anything. But once you have that knowledge, and I, said, I worked there for 25 years, I know for a fact when you take banks to receivership, you're not supposed to purchase the the um the property. The property is sold to the um general public. So what has happened is you have FDIC um attorneys, the CEOs, the chairman, they're they're engaging to what they call straw purchases, purchasing property. They're forcing banks to close and for and, and also um people's property foreclosed. This is not something that is done by accident. This is something that is done by purpose. It's called ethnic cleansing. Yes, I understand.
0: Ethnic cleansing. And that means all those that are have-nots. That's what you're saying.
2: Yes, they use us as commodities. We're nothing but the property. You know, let them eat cake. The balance of the budget will pull people's back. Right. I want you to share. That way you can be empowered and have knowledge.
0: Yes.
2: uh, Man. Because I have cases in court... um, and also, a great hit the FDIC for civil Rico, you know. I say 'cause I'm determined. These eight or nine persons, the pyramid players, you know, the bucks gonna stop with me because it's not the first time they've been exposed. But they feel as though they're above the law, and no man's above the law. You know, you're, you're a human being like right. I am.
0: Right. That's right.
2: Well, no, Miss so Yolanda,
0: we got we got we got five minutes to go here, and um, you know, is there anything else that you want to let? you know, everyone know who is listening in on this program? Is there anything well, else that you would like to say?
2: But just continue to advocate, you know, um, through, through Congress and make Congress do their job um, towards the end before my former Congressperson, Albert Wynn, resigned his post. I was determined he was going to do a letter um, to Bonnie Frank to initiate an investigation. Although the investigation did not occur, I have that document, and I'm also working along with um, other Congresspersons, senators you know, to do their job and also to enforce um, regulatory uh, regulation over FDIC. They need to be regulated, not deregulated. You need to have transparency yeah. within the federal government. You need to know where the money is going. Where, uh, where, I mean, how can a bank go bankrupt? You know, um, FDIC is supposed to oversee banks. They're supposed to audit banks. They, put, they make sure that banks are in compliance. They have call reports for banks. So I know for a fact the banks didn't just lose magically lose money. For the most part, four, I think 400 million went overseas and to offshore accounts. Went to the Bank Hamilton that I reported. Went to the Israel Bank that I reported. You know, um, even reported um, FTC officials for sending money back and forth. They're playing a the shell game. See, so a lot of money is just going offshore. Okay. Okay. You know, so just just to be aware, uh, empower yourself, document, and expose and, and come forth. But even though you may think the media is not going to um, pick up on your story, but, you know, the Internet, is, yes. it, you can put stuff on the Internet, YouTube, Facebook. Yes. You know, and that's right. With, I commend you with your radio blog. It's excellent. Did you have a radio blog? Thank because you. Other, it's, it's network. It's communication is key.
0: Thank you. Yes. Yes, it is. Thank you so much. You I know, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I, I am with a moment of silence. You know, um, well, I got four minutes to go, and perhaps that we can resume the conversation you know, after the show, but I'm going to have to close it down and and, okay, I appreciate and, it. and speak on. Yeah, I appreciate you even appearing. I thank you for for, for, for coming on to the show and, and sharing this tremendous life, water. You know, it's water for those yeah. that need it. Thank you.
2: It's refreshing. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You take care. Yes,
0: Bye-bye. Yes, you too. Thank you very, very much.
2: Okay. Bye bye.
0: Well, this is it for the show for the Lardy Miss Clardy show, and I am going to turn it on over to my co host, Brother Blondie, for him for the last uh, conversations that need to be spoken for this evening. Have a good day.
1: Oh. And for those that are tuned in from columbus ohio if you are interested in getting educated more about law or want to know more about your rights the people's law makes learning about law easy and the cost it's free the people's law school is holding this sessions presented by sanctuary law institute of ohio on wednesday november 19th from 7 p.m p.m at trinity united church of christ at 1180 Shanley Drive, on the corner of Mays Road and Shanley Drive in Columbus. The sessions are free to the public. You don't need any prior knowledge or experience about law. There will be a broad range of topics discussed, such as civil lawsuits, consumer protection, bankruptcy law, etc. If you are interested in free legal education, to register, please contact... Sanctuary Law Institute of Ohio at Area Code 614-224113. Uh excuse me, two two four one 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 three or spiritcare at yahoo.com. Again, if you're interested, please register at Sanctuary Law Institute of Ohio at two two four one 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 three or spiritcare at yahoo dot com. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Thank you, Yolanda, for listening. You can contact uh questions and comments. Yolanda Michaels at YGN Michaels at Yahoo dot com. If you want to contact us, please leave a comment on profile or email us at WClardy at com or visit the website at Families and dot com and contact me personally at Brother Blondie at Hotmail dot com. Have a good evening, everybody. Lardy miss Clardy. Lardy miss Clardy. Lardy miss Clardy.